Broadcasting service. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to uh, Pleb Broadcasting Service. You are uh, here live at the Bitcoin Mecca. This is my partner in crime. It's my partner in crime, Phil. Boy named Susan's podcast. And I feel really weird right now. We got one person, one pleb who showed up. Who fought traffic, who fought Austin traffic to be here. Can I dox you? Sure. His name's Sasha. It's a hardcore ride or die pleb. I don't know. What, what are you listening to? Is that Newfound Glory or something? Is that one of your songs? What, is, what are we listening to? Where's that shiny car? Oh, it's All American Redux? Didn't ever get you I hated that band. Dude, you're as old as them, car. I probably am, but I hated that band. Jesus Christ. I love Jesus. Why could you play some Jesus Christ Superstar? Really good. Really that's like get blasphemous. That's not Christian. Is it? No. It oh. has like what sex and about? drugs and stuff. Oh, sex and drugs it? and stuff. Does it really? I think. I never saw it. I never saw it. I have either. a penis. I don't watch that kind of stuff. Whoa. We're starting off hot. We are. Dang. I was I was hoping we were just going to ease into it. No. Fuck. We got, did. We had the song. What are you talking about? I got some guac. Yeah. I got, guac. Some, got some Doritos. This is a very interesting... Guacoction. This is the ASMR episode. <laughs> I want you to, yeah. The please ASMR. don't chew fucking into the thing. Not right into it. It's bad enough. I think I like when I chew my gum, it gets louder than I louder than I expect. But I want you to put the guac on the Dorito and then sprinkle it with nuts. Sprinkle it with nuts. Yeah. So put the guac. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get the guac and the Dorito, and, and then, then sprinkle, sprinkle the it with nuts. These are you almonds. Need more guac. They're still nuts. I don't have that much guac. I got to last the whole show. So this is almonds. That's guac. a lot of guac. How's that mm. taste? Pretty good. Pretty meaty. You got to be like Frank, make the sandwich in your mouth. It tastes oh, wow. It's pretty way. good. Yeah. How did you know that was going to be good? Because I'm Phil. Makes sense. I know it was good. How many eggs did you eat this morning? Uh, I didn't eat an egg today. Um, I ate one yesterday. It's a, it's a really good. A mixer just as far as the uh, consistency goes. Want to make my smoothies? My smoothies are amazing. Did I share how I make my smoothies? On no, the show? you no, you didn't. But you were talking about how you eat it. Eat it? Is that a word? Ate. Ate an egg, and then somebody confirmed after you made that statement that eggs are a real thing. Then I met another pleb who confirmed no, feels wrong. What do you eggs mean? aren't a real thing. Are eggs not a real thing because birds aren't real? No, basically what you said about eggs doing this amazing thing to you. One pleb confirmed it. The next pleb I talked to deconfirmed well, that. That second pleb's a dumbass. It's the same pleb we know and love. Well, he's a dumbass. Is it Tristan? No, it's not Tristan. Is it Kyle? No, it's not Kyle. Is it Marty Bent? Nope. Okay, because I didn't want to call him a dumbass. No, it's uh. I mean, I don't. Want, I don't want to call. I don't want to say who it is because we if both, I guess we it both right, love him. If I guess it right, is it Ben the Carman? Nope. Ben doesn't eat eggs, does he? Yeah, he does. Does he really? He wouldn't eat eggs. Oh, does, wait. Does he frequent the show often? This show? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Has Ben been on the show? Is it Sawhill? No, Sawhill's I'm, been on the show. No, I'm no, I'm guessing who the pleb is that said that eating eggs for you it does not do magical things. Well, to your let's body. talk about your smoothie. So this is gonna take all day if you try to guess. You're not okay. gonna. We know too many pubs. We do know too many pubs. So, um, my smoothie, I shared how I make my smoothie when we saw Joe Rogan 
on Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, we did. We can talk about that after I talk about my smoothie. So my smoothie is two scoops of my favorite protein powder, which tastes amazing. And the texture is like thick. It's not like that isolate where it just like sucks, like goes into your cells right away. Yeah, it's actually like thick and uh, sustaining. And um, so I use those two. And then I have a half frozen bag. You're, but you're bored, our guest. He's okay. bored it's out of his mind. Look at him. It's his fucking fault he came here. Oh, yeah. It sounds it's, it's thick. thick. It's thick, all right. It sounds thick. Is your smoothie really thick? And so I, I got it. THIC. You, you got him. It's THICC, dumbass. Learn to spell. Learn to spell. Oh, wow. Learn to spell. Is that how the kids words. do it these days? I guess. I don't know. Um, but then you got to have like ice or something, right? And so instead of, instead of the ice, I want some veggies, right? And what's better? What's a better veggie to make a smoothie Zucchini. with than frozen cauliflower? So it's pretty much how I do it. Are these nicotine gums again? No, they don't make nicotine gum in a wrapper like that. Oh, I didn't know. They that. have like conceal it so like a child can't open it themselves. Wow, are you on a detox or something? I see Diet Coke. I see sweet and tropical, misty. What is that? Sparkling That's water. That's just water. You're drinking smoothies. I re, are you, what are you? What are you? Are you? What are you going these. through? Are you, are you about to do like some kind of no, this backpack just, trip no. to like to get some ayahuasca? This, no, or something? this is just how I am, Car. Let's talk about you and your diet no, let's and keep your going. exercise. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, how's it going? Because you're actually doing it. This isn't me making fun of you eating Doritos and guac on the show. Well, the reason I'm eating Doritos and guac on the show is because I've been working all day. Tell me about the that. midnight oil. Tell me about that. I stayed up till like two a.m. Doing what? Well, I was, I was out there with Super Testnet here in the Pub Lab, and he was um, inventing whisper addresses, which was crazy. And then uh, he Can put you it on, give he, a TODR what that is? Not really. Like an ELA five. Um, basically, Canadian truckers, right? Got oh. Confiscated Bitcoin thanks to JW, I guess. Right? Is that an accurate statement? I don't really. You don't want to comment on that. It's not like he listens to this. Shit, he might. Dude, he's got the like guy. The guy's, a lot of time on his hands. Probably. Does he really? Have you talked to JW before? Yeah, I. He was following me, and then he stopped following me. I like him when he's not being. He's just, just an asshole. Dogmatic. Dude. He's just straight up asshole. There are some characteristics of him that he's are probably are a demon, cop too, but. That's also probably true. So he's probably really like know. a cop, and he's probably like a spook or something. Like he hasn't I, I think done. If, I think if there's one person who's definitely a spook, it's probably JW. Probably he hasn't done anything. If to I had like directly offended if me, I had, we, if but we when had, that happens, then if I'll we had like on. if we had, well, he he offended everybody. What he did to Canada, yeah. That. So like, yeah, that's offending everybody. So if I had to say like, if there is one person I would put like actual Bitcoin on, you know. I would say it's you probably like, JW. You mean like a bounty? Is that what it's called? Like, I'm just saying. If, I don't want to get if, kicked if, off. If you if you had to see like who the spooks are in the space, and like you put them like in a wanted list, I'd be like, that guy JW is definitely a spook. Probably. Yeah. You know, I why are you afraid to say that? Because I I don't know for sure. Dude, really? After what he did? I mean, it does make sense. It makes total sense. Anyways, so he created these things called whisper addresses. Now, people try to send Bitcoin, the next Canadian trucker thing. They're going to be able to send Bitcoin to those people. And 
Good luck like trying to secret, confiscate like, it. Secretly? Like, what? I still don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I wish Super was here to explain it. Yeah. But there's That's a there's a, not, there's a full write-up on Thriller Bitcoin. That's why we're not It's been a long day or else I could probably could explain it. No, it's okay. I don't but really, we did a whole video and I stuff. I don't really care as long as it works. Yeah, it works. But um, You sure? Yeah, I, we were talking about it on RHR today. And, and Odell did point out a good point that he was saying like it's like a centralized uh, database that holds the whisper keys, which makes sense. But I guess at a certain point you could use like – he said that you could use like PGP or something. So – it could be it could be fixed. So it's just sent wait, so Whisper is it a protocol? No, I think it uses like well see now I'm talking out of my ass. I don't know. I'll just wait. But of course it's centralized just to make it more user friendly, right? Basically it's I mean, uh, I trust Testnet. No, it doesn't no, it doesn't mean that. It's just there's like another key that you need to input that key and your Bitcoin address. So it acts like a multi sig sort of. Uh, I think yeah, I'm just over my head. But we tested it. He showed me. Is it he explained it like it was. He explained it like I was five, and I was like, "Yeah, this makes sense." Is it on Lightning? No, it's on chain. Okay, that's dope. But yeah, so I stayed up last night, went right to work, and um, been working ever since. You just like just doing RHR stuff? Yeah, we just finished right now. We kept having internet issues over there. Uh oh, dude, I, I don't know. It becomes a cyber pandemic. Oh, you think? No. I thought it was the WEF at first. Uh, wide area. No. The WEF. Oh, oh. The WEF. What do you come for him? Got oh, it. Now, they're, now they're listening now. Now they're tapped in. You can't say Good. They can suck my You can't dick. say that name. You have to say the WEF. World Economic Forum. Okay. Dude, I talked a lot about that with Joaquin Flores. Really? Yeah. I posted. Who's Joaquin? Joaquin Flores is a geopolitical analyst of the Strategic Culture Foundation, and I put out my Real first quick, how do you get these guys on? Telegram and internet. Yeah. Like, if you want to keep up, not just like Russia-Ukraine stuff, but everything world event-wise and what is going on at the WEF and just abuse of human rights, follow New Resistance, like at New Resistance on Telegram. It's just pure signal. And there's a discussion group as well where you can like comment because one is just like just all news where you can mute or not. And then the other one's like commenting on each ones you post. But I put out episode one with him last night. And this is the guy I recorded for for five hours. Five oh, this is a five hour episode you were talking about to me the other yeah, day? Yeah, but I, I divvied it up. I broke it up. And I think for what I want to do for the series, rather, it's kind of like what Brie Love does. I wonder if Brie Love actually makes them like sit down for five hours and then like makes like 10 cool. different. But what I want to do is after, you know, like a guy's take or even Brie Love like talks about whatever yeah. of each episode. I'm kind of really listening back and really piecing together. And I want to kind of like write a blog about it to That's condense smart. everything and put the puzzle pieces t- together because like Joaquin is a really smart dude. But he kind of went on tangents. But they were necessary to fill in the background. As, for example, in episode one, we I, of course, had him on first to talk about Russia-Ukraine and uh, WEF stuff. But started off in this one, it was like a 41-minute like conversation for his partner. And so he started talking about his upbringing. And essentially, he's just this guy that was born in Los Angeles and he was born in the 70s and was 
always had a fascination with um, revolutions, all like Amer revolutions, like the American Revolution, Spanish Revolution, all of them. And he kind of drifted towards understanding like social uprisings and movements. And he, as a communist youth, he was like kind of a part of that. But he wasn't like, you know, today's like progressive bullshit leftist. It was just kind of, it was, he studied Marx and he's not a Marxist, but he, he was for a while. So he studied under him and he eventually started working for a like labor uh, union activist kind of thing where essentially as, as Marx pointed out that for the working class and the labor party to really like rise up the ideas that they have, essentially they are organic, but they don't, they need like a leader to take action or whatever. So whether that's like Che Guevara or whatever, and I haven't like done research on him and other examples, but you need kind of like a leader. And so this strategy, which is an intersection of geopolitics and social movements is astroturfing. And astroturfing is exactly that. It is mobilizing the people in like the social movement to actually take action on what they believe in. And this is kind of like a neutral tool, but it unfortunately gets hijacked by the deep state, like an outside force from the deep state. So whether that's like a George Soros or whatever it might be, they are oligarchs that have capital and they they hijack this grassroots uh, movement before one of the local revolutionaries in the area does. And if the local revolutionary beats George Soros to the punch to like, mobilize these people that are working for their, that, that are um, protesting for their rights, then of course they probably get bought off and, and paid for by Soros. Yeah, that's interesting. It's funny that you, uh, that you bring that up, but has there ever been a, a, a revolutionary group that had Bitcoin? I mean, there's going to be, maybe that's the truckers or, but see, here's, here's the thing. AstroTurfing is like a neutral thing and it can be it's a tool that can be used for good and evil and you know we as bitcoiners we have our ideals ide ideology and I have, like you bring up that point it has it's anyone astroturfed the bitcoin movement and maybe this goes back to like we, we talked about well isn't that what roger beard, isn't that what roger beard did it could have been very much yeah. yeah that's what i always thought it was yeah Oh, no, absolutely, because you have the outside, like, actors like Coinbase and people with money that it was a plot. It, yeah, yes, yes, Bcash was astro astroturfed. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Yeah, facts. There you go, kids. There you go, PBS kids. Yeah. Um, did you retweet the uh, PBS thing? Uh, no. Oh I, I, oh, I guess Logan did. Oh, cool. Thanks, Logan. Well... You know, well, you like should trying retweet to, it from the Well, uh, trying PBS. to multitask when I'm doing the show. Like, I always feel rude when I have to do this on nah, camera. Nah, I don't feel rude. The, the, the plebs love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think, I think think that's pretty fascinating. But you didn't... I feel like I learned all that stuff in... Um, like, when, when was it? Like, maybe art history when I took art history? Maybe then? And then I maybe, like, I had to take... Um, I don't know if it was like Mexican history or Mexico. I don't. It was. It was one of those histories. Uh, maybe it was Texas history, but it felt like I learned all that from somewhere. Like you, you start talking about all those revolutionaries. Um, 
But it, it's it to me, whenever I saw them do those things, I always thought that was pretty easy. How do you mean? Like it just seems really easy to 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 be a revolutionary. Again, how do you mean? Just exactly what the statement says. Like I, I just it just it just looks very easy. Like if like you said, you just find the right leader. Um and then Well, you, you're selling a narrative and it becomes an information war because uh, yeah, if you think of it like that, then No, that is exactly what the fuck it is, Car. But I think revolutionaries don't think of it like that. You can't think of it like that because people will see through it. So you gotta you gotta fully buy into it. Mm. What what do you mean? That's yes, they're fully buying into it. That's what I'm saying. You can't think of it like um like from an outside perspective. You have to fully buy into No, what? you do have to think of it as an outside perspective because that's learning. Well, I no, mean, yeah. No, it, no, that's learning how the enemy thinks. So you need to know how the enemy thinks so you can use that tactic appropriately. Wait, are you seeing it from the side of the government or are you seeing it from the side of like the revolutionaries? I was seeing it from the side of the revolutionaries. No, the revolutionaries have to get there and mobilize the protesters before the government or deep state does. Because this, so here's what happened with Joaquin. So he worked for a. Um, did late- you ever see real quick? Did you ever see the Netflix show Narcos? No. Okay, you should probably watch Narcos. It talks all about that. That's awesome. Maybe that's where you learned it. But like in Joaquin's case, yeah, he sounds like he's just describing Narcos. <laughs> Maybe not. Which is like same song and dance, but these tactics are still used by savvy players and oligarchs. But in Joaquin's case, he was actually pushed by one of his professors to like work for an alphabet soup agency. But that's kind of where the scales fell, fell from his eyes, where he saw like oligarchs from the or in the deep state kind of take over those uprisings. And he's like, okay, that's not for me. And plus all of those people that actually get involved with that and actually get like bought and paid for by the people that take over it are like sadistic and, you know, are into like buying prostitutes and whatnot. Oh, wow. But anyway, that's a, that's a blanket statement. Uh, well, I'm just saying it from his lips. Oh, so, you're quoting him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where's his the pod, Where's the pod at right now? Is it just theboydames2.com? Uh, that's not a website. It's pgibbs.io. It's on Why don't my Twitter. you own that website for? Just, I just can we fucking talk about stuff? I'm trying to talk about. Okay, pgibbs.io. I'm trying to get sh- trying to get the clubs to go. They can p- keep it in their pants until I'm done explaining. Okay. Okay. So in Joaquin's case. <laughs> He didn't want to go work for an alphabet soup agency. So he went went and worked as a uh, activist and spokesman and just coordinator for one of the largest labor movements called uh, SCIO, I believe. And he was himself astroturfed because what he thought what he thought what he was doing was like righteous. And his his organization he worked for essentially was astroturfed by the Obama campaign. And he was going out and like spreading the good word. And Obama, like every president that runs, kind of runs on this like nationalistic economic, like, hey, we're going to work out our problems at home and all this and that. Kind of like the same shit you heard Trump say and even the same shit that like W. Bush and Clinton. I mean, a lot of these people that run for president kind of go off the same fucking, uh, you know, rhetoric. And so he, again, Joaquin was astroturf because he was... He was having to, you know, push this narrative like he was going, he was doing the GOTV get get out the vote kind of stuff for Obama. And after Obama won and he saw that, you know, people have lost their homes because this is like after the great uh, recession, the the GFC, the great financial crisis and everything. He's like, oh, well, this kind of sucks. And of course, all the foreign policy stuff that happened after that 
with like Libya and everything, he came to the conclusion, as you probably learned from history as well, but the these oligarchs and the deep state and all this, are, they are astroturfing in other countries and taking those profits, and those profits are what fund the war at home, which, you know, astroturfing uprisings in the United States. And it's really just another method of the the point, yeah, one, 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 or zero, 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 I'm trying to say zero like eight times. Like the very top percent of people just trying to redistribute wealth up from like the people to them. And they use these tactics to do so. And essentially what it becomes is an information war and how you can better astroturf people at a grassroots level before the deep state slash oligarchs get there. And it's all an information war in trying to figure out, I mean, having media platforms like this, having self-sovereign methods of communication and letting people know, like, no, you're being psyoped or just like watch out of who you're doing business with. And do they really believe in the cause that you're trying to fight for? And so that's what he has been doing at the Strategic Culture Foundation. Uh, he is actually in S Serbia. And so he's kind of like in the middle of all the shit that's going on. And he uh, he's kind of living it every day. So Yeah, I found your podcast finally after searching for it for like 10 minutes. It's Dude, you need to get a, a simpler domain. Um, but it's right here. <laughs> I found it. It's on Spotify. Our website's pgibbs.io. Yeah, it's really hard to find. It, it's like almost like you're blocked on Google. <clears throat> you might be shadow banned on Google. <clears throat> I mean, probably. Yeah, you probably are. But yeah, you can find it. Uh, just go. To, it's probably easier just to go to your Twitter than. Yeah. Are you not set up on Lightning or what? Um, I can set you I up. I have on a tribe. Lightning. Yeah, I don't use the, the tribe because no one's fucking on it. Did we have it? Okay. Yeah, I hope. I've been out. thinking about trying to do Hacker News, but like, do you have to like pay? Lightning. To yeah, Hacker join. News is a shit coin. Uh, you mean Stacker News? Whatever. Yeah. yeah, Stacker News. You can do that. It's free. Or, I mean, or you just use Fountain. Like all the Bitcoin podcasts are on Fountain. Mm -hmm. So it's free sats. Um, but anyway, this is it right here. This is Phil's podcast. A boy named Sue. Yeah, I like it, dude. It looks like you're actually covering really hardcore shit, dude. You had Laser Hot on there. You had Sam Callahan. Dude, my Laser Hot one got. Um, yeah. Off, oh yeah, Lord. Medium. Yeah, Lord Futs. Lord Fusatua. So didn't this guy get no? He's a lot of shit or whatever. No, yeah, by by the same people that Kyle complains about. Oh okay, I could have sworn like the people revolted against them. His um, people? I, no, I could have no. sworn people revolted against that guy. Oh, he had I've, Eric Kason on. Yeah, twice. Oh wow, boss. He's pretty cool, right? He's a good dude. Yeah, dude, I like Eric. Yeah. I've been who's I've been uh, who's Doctor Jeff Ross? Where where have I heard that name before? He's he he's a Bitcoiner on Twitter. He's kind of like a well, he he has a, his own hedge fund and is a macro dude. And he's he also kind of realized the uh, the 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 quote unquote bear market in Bitcoin a month or so ago, and, and kind of fighting back against the people that are too bullish about Bitcoin, uber bullish, and are just not being realistic. And that this tightening and dollar strengthening is ultimately like a good thing. So it was it falls in line with the thesis that I've adopted from Tom Luongo, which I did a podcast with him yesterday that's gonna probably drop Monday. But if anyone has not heard of Tom Luongo, 
please check out his blog, Tom Longo, uh, dot M-E. He's completely rocked my world, turned my brain upside down in how I view geopolitics and macroeconomics and what is actually happening. Because it's not as easy as, and the Fed, Fed bad, money printer go, burr, we're going to die. No, that's fucking bullshit. It's not that simple. There's a lot more nuance and there's a... There, there's basically, I guess I'm going to talk about this now. So to sum it up in a shell, there is a monetary war going on basically between American globalists and European globalists. And Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, what did you say? There's a monetary war going on between American globalists being the Federal Reserve and its banking cartel, so its shareholders. So all the 12 uh, reserve banks okay and the uh, commercial banks so like jp morgan uh so there's these two people are fighting no no no. so you have american globalists i just defined and then you Say have those so these people uh, again? hold on you have the federal reserve so being jerome powell and the federal reserve chairman and all the like 12 uh reserve federal reserve banks and basically wall street and so they basically run and control the money transmission mechanism of the United States. They are because they are the, the banks, they're the banking network. So you basically have like U.S. capitalism as we understand. It. It's not great, but we have basically U.S. Fed, <laughs> Powell and Jamie Dimon versus these European oligarch fucking WEF. Davos crowd. Let's just call them Davos. Oh, they're versing each other? I thought they were all on the same team. No, no. Yeah, how, that's how, the problem. Too many people think that. And it was that... How, how do you know they're not on the same team, though? Do you, do you need two hours for this? Maybe not. I'm just trying to figure out about how do you just... Can you give me the quick little... Because of their incentives. Okay, we can. Because, because the WEF is basically trying to dismantle the power that the Federal Reserve and... The, the American banks have. And they're doing that by passing all this like COVID relief stimulus bullshit and cr- destroying the credibility of the dollar. Because, I mean, that so was going to happen who's anyway. Whose side are the countries on then? Like Russia, Ukraine, or like who? Because like, there's too many moving pieces on this chessboard. Uh-huh. It's, it's nuanced. So Russia and... So Russia... So Russia... So That's Russia, what I'm trying to say. Like, so I, I, it's kind of hard. Do you want to learn? So Russia and China. I guess we're learning. So Russia and China have partnered, and India, and probably Iran if you throw them in because they've all been sanctioned. And so they have been Putin himself was like kicked out of the WEF. So they are not on board with this great reset thing. And Pal, Jamie Diamond, U.S. banks are not on board with this either, mainly because it destroys the power that they have. Because when you had all the stimulus. And COVID relief, it, all through everything that passed through the CARES Act, what that enabled was non-financial institutions, or basically non-banks, access to the Fed window, basically being able to tap on it and be able to get dibs on a treasury or to park that treasury at the Fed, and that was only exclusive to the banks. But as you might be familiar with COVID nineteen, the Great Reset, written by Klaus Schwab. It's the way to corporations are basically going to be replacing nation states 
And what better way to do that than to enable BlackRock access to the Fed window that JP Morgan has. And so that undercuts the power that the banking cartel in the United States has. And their power is through being able to manipulate interest rates overseas. And so that whole BlackRock thing, getting dibs on treasuries and threatening. And I wrote an article on this too. Oh, you did? Where's the article at? So I pull it up. It, I actually it. released a audio version of it last night. It's called Why Jerome Powell's Policies Are Bullish for Bitcoin. And that article that I wrote for Bitcoin Magazine is linked in the show notes of that episode that I did. But essentially, Powell is fighting back against this Davos Great Reset thing and is fighting back against them uh, trying to print away the credibility of the United States into oblivion and collapse the world economy and have everyone dependent on a CBDC, such a big digital currency. And that's not in line with uh, Jerome Powell and Jimmy Diamond and everything. They want to be sitting pretty in their own thing. And you even heard Jerome Powell say, you know, dollar doesn't need to be the only world reserve currency. So he's okay with that. I think as long as he has his power that like the the banks have, because he's called private equity, equity power for a reason. And so he basically answers to his shareholders, the banks. So he kind of understands that. And he doesn't, I think he understands that, you know, the effects of Triffin Dilemma are starting to come home to roost. I mean, when when Saudi Arabia basically says, fuck you, Joe Biden, we're not answering to you, there goes the petrodollar. And so maintaining what power the dollar has is uh, pretty important. And I think that's where Bitcoin comes in. Because people globally, I think, are waking up to at least what it is. And if you think governments aren't somewhat keen, then I think that's a foolish thing to, to think. And as more nations sell off their treasuries, they're going to run to tangible assets like gold, like oil. And Tom says oil is the world reserve currency of the world. <laughs> I mean, the last couple of weeks kind of demonstrates that. But essentially, eventually, they're going to go to Bitcoin. I mean, Russia just this week announced, firstly, they're going to request payment for their oil that they're selling in rubles. So that opens up an opportunity for the ruble itself to be the Euro uh, Eurasian <laughs> reserve currency. But this past week, they also said, hey, uh, you can pay some Bitcoin too. And if that's not a fucking wake-up call to America to take its shit seriously with Bitcoin, I mean, ExxonMobil just announced that they're going to start mining Bitcoin. So as as your buddy Marty Ben talks about, this whole Bitcoin mining thing is a matter of national security, and I think this is really when the hash war starts to kick off. Yeah, I was looking through your articles. Um, dude, you, you've, been, you've been doing this since 2019? End of 2018, I think. Do you have any thoughts, Logan? I know Logan's pretty. <laughs> I know Logan's pretty base. He looks angry. He looks bored. Why? Why? Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. So I hate these. Sasha, what do you think about all this stuff? I listen to the podcast. It seems like a better way to digest it. Yeah, I need to listen to it. It's hard to like 
hear all of this at once and then like yeah. straight up believe you. Um, I, I I remember when I was doing research on the whole like uh, federal res- no. on the whole Federal Reserve and stuff. Um, like when that whole like was it 2020 when that COVID thing happened. I thought it was really strange how most of the Bitcoiners knew that COVID was going to happen like in December, I think it was. And then all the, uh, what is it, like the repo markets started going off. Mm-hmm. And then Davos happened. And then you had Jamie Dimon come out and say like, oh, this COVID thing. And then like literally like a few weeks later, like COVID happened, they shut down the world. I thought that was weird. And then you saw like literally the Fed just hand everything over to BlackRock uh, as far as like trillions. And then Well, that wasn't their choice. That was... Davos thing. Then what was also interesting is like for years, I don't know how far this goes back. Maybe it goes back to 2008. I'd have to go back and look. But you have like, uh, like the Fed has been audited by by another by BlackRock, but a different division of BlackRock. Vanguard. No, it's BlackRock, but they Mm. also audit the Fed too. So you have the you have the same people. They audit the Fed. Yeah. So you have the same people that are actually. So you have the Fed who's giving all this money to BlackRock to like divvy out. Um, that that same company is also uh, auditing the Fed, which is like, huh? There's only there's only there was only like one senator when I was doing the research back in 2020. There's only like one senator that actually got they actually called them out on that. This was like during COVID, and like she just basically he just basically said, yeah, we just didn't have time to pick and choose. We we went with the person that that we were comfortable with, which sounds convenient for coming from Jerome Powell's mouth, but in reality, like. Some yeah, bullshit answer. Tom and I basically believe that ever since Jerome Powell became Fed chair, he has been seeing this like threat to the dollar that is coming from Davos, the WF, the European Central Bank, to like ruin the dollar. And so that's why, you know, he's been trying to tighten because the way that you beat this is tighten. We have a 30 basis point of a reverse repo. <laughs> Uh, we can probably expect to say see maybe three more raises in interest rates, at least the Fed funds rate. I mean, all this is doing is sending signals to people to have excess cash to park it at the Fed to gain interest, where they're not offering that interest anywhere else in the world. And that's how, I mean, Powell wins this. It's it's like Volcarism 2.0. And yeah, Bitcoiners are they're listening to this right now are gonna probably fucking read their pants. And say, oh, the Fed can't raise rates. They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. They will crash markets. And they, who the fuck? Hello? Is that Sam? No, that's oh. not Sam. Those guys are just, uh, just looking here. Oh, they booked the room? Oh. I guess we're out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is awkward. <laughs> it's definitely awkward. Um, we should probably get out. Here, I'll, I'll talk to him for a second. Let me, you continue the show. Let me go talk to him. Okay. Interesting. Continue the show. Well, uh, in a shell, um, fix the money, fix the world, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Sasha, you want to you wanna come on the show and be our guest for today? Why? Okay. Well, thanks for being our, our one-person audience for today. Sure, we can now look as the other guests. So why don't you, um, Phil, can you say more about... Um, I didn't really understand the interaction between BlackRock and the Fed. 
Are we good? We are good till six. Is that what you told him? I mean, we basically Seven? told him, told him to give us 15 minutes. But like, that's the thing, dude, is like, there's a whole nother room right there not being used. And it's kind of like, just use that one. They want the corner office with the window. But that's the thing, like, no one ever uses this office, like, ever on a Friday night. Wait, so did you book it? We didn't have, we didn't have time to book it. We plan to use 16 all the time. Oh, is that what that is? A retirement party? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, let's, let's anybody. Switch, let's switch gears. Yeah, hold on. Anybody that. Like, it's just been a downer episode. No, this has been great. I love this. I Wake hate, the fuck I up, hate, people. I hate this. It's not all hunky dory, you know? But Easter's around the corner, so eat yourself some. How long have we been going on for? Some whoppers. That makes sense. So we put, we'll, make a, we'll make a 45 minute Hold on. Banger. So if anybody actually like wants to get the fucking. Yeah, we the, really showed it 15 dirty, times. The dirty skinny on this. Then we showed it 15 times. What? We've showed your 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 website 15 times. No, already. shut up and let me finish. <laughs> then my episode on Monday with Tom Longo talks all right, about let's spend 15 all minutes this. talking more about Phil's podcast. And we actually, he has an update on his thesis, which has to do with like LIBOR rates. So if you care and you're watching all like three of you, I guess four if we count Sasha, then um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know where to find me. What do you want to talk about now, Car? Um, Wait, so is it our fault because we didn't book it and somebody did and you just didn't expect someone would book it because nobody does? So the way I explain it to them is like no one ever books any of the rooms on Friday. Like no one does that because no one's here on a Friday. Everybody has a life and they go enjoy it. But these people are new. They're not, they're, they never work at a 701 Brazos before. They look like a new startup. And so… The guy's just being stubborn and he wants this room because he likes this room. And I said, can't you just use that one? He said, no. And I was like, cool, we're doing a live stream. Can you give me five minutes? He's like, no, I'll give you 10 minutes. I was like, cool, I'll take 15. Oh, that's nice. I said, I'll, get, I'll take 15. So I took 15. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he was giving out, like, giving out minutes, I'm going to take 15. But that's, that's the whole point, Phil. It's like we do it on 16th floor, but… Logan had, um, I don't know. I just can't wait to, the long story short, I can't wait to get our own office. Is Logan, I, I'm so fed up is working Logan out of this place. Is Logan the only one that has the privilege of booking? No, no, we all have the privilege of booking. It's just that I'm just, no, not you. I, I'm just so fed up. I'm just so fed up, like with this, with this, this place. It's just so fiat, bro. And the people that you deal with are fiat. And I can't wait till we just get our own Bitcoin office. We don't have to deal with can this you, kind of like… Can you describe what you mean by fiat? They just have like this fiat mentality. Like that is a perfect example of the type of people… That well, you, they booked the room, Car. No, but it's like if it was me, I wouldn't… They gave ask. you five more minutes than you expected. No, but like this is where this is where I come from. Like if it was me and there was two, there was two other people, I would just take the other room and like… Have the live? You have a live stream going? Oh, more than use it. Well, if this is their first time in Capital Factory, they probably don't want to bend they, the they rules and give a bad said, impression. They literally use the room that they, they legally. I like how you're defending them, but they literally said they've been booking it every every week for three weeks in a row. Oh. I'm like, okay, now I know. I'm gonna start booking it every Friday before you, just in case. But it's just it's so dumb. Mm. I call it yeah mentality. I, you guys can disagree. They booked the room and we didn't. It's fine. 
What else do you want to talk about? Um, we have five minutes before these Fiat Maximalists come in here and take over the room. Probably had ten. We have ten minutes. Look, they actually went over there in the other room. This is what's funny. Hmm. Logan, how's your day going? My day's going great, Logan. It was going great. I heard I learned about the, the WEF and the Fed and the Europeans are all working together. I didn't know that. You completely twisted. Or you know what I, I mean. You. I didn't know they were all working together. It's exactly the opposite. I'm aware of most of what I've done today. Oh, yeah, that's right. What did you do? He recorded. Before I went to Unchained, I did a workout. Oh, cool. What did yeah. you do at Unchained? Talk about what um, you put in your water. Uh, snake juice. So he what makes this that? thing called, yeah, yeah, this is really interesting. Snake it's called, juice. It's called snake juice because there's this uh, loud, angry guy from Alberta who tells people to go on the snake diet, which is just fast. Cock. Water. What is that? I didn't see your lips move. <laughs> he does that a lot. Um, I'm a ventriloquist. Okay. Um, you think Carr's talking, but it's really me. Because my hand is. Let him explain snake juice. This is really interesting. You're interrupting him. Go ahead. It's, you just put electrolyte minerals in water, and you drink it. But describe what it is. What's it taste like? Uh, it tastes like. Uh, I, I, to me, I feel like the closest thing. Nobody agrees with me on this. To me, I feel like the closest thing it tastes to is milk. Hmm. But like with no, it's like milk without any of the milk in it. So think about Logan that most people don't You're know. You're describing a consistency. So think about Logan that most people don't know is like I was. I forget what day it was. And he was just started. He was drinking this thing, and I saw his face. He was like, I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, what are you drinking? And then he described what, that's what you're that's what you're talking about, right? That snake juice. Wait. Okay. He, he 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 like he made this face, and I was like, wow, what, I wonder what he's drinking. And it was like he I wouldn't have been making a face in response to the taste, though. That rhyme. Get a grimace. Get a grimace. I'm never making face. Get a grimace. What happened was I took a swig and I had a grimace for some reason. Signed the meaning of that grimace. There you go. That's probably what it was. That's probably what it was. I like how he corrects me aggressively. Because I, because, I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love you, Logan. Um, Sasha, anyway, do you have anything? You, it's great for fasting. It helps you not feel hungry. Yeah, yeah. So great. that's what I got out of it. That's, but that's not fasting. It is, though. He drinks water. It's like based on water, right? How, wait, how, how do the electrolytes give it the texture of milk? It's not really the texture. Because like milk has like is the taste. Nobody agrees with me on this, so don't try to like like reason. What 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 electrolytes do I buy? How do I make this? It's it's salt, Epsom salt, uh, potassium salt, and baking soda. So three types of salt. Sodium chloride, (laughs) magnesium sulfate, potassium chloride, and Calm down, Walter. <laughs> he said that. He said that people we saw always tell him that. Calm down, Breaking Bad. It's cool. 
can can you make uh like if we were stuck in the desert, could you make a battery? No. Okay. I mean, what? you probably could, couldn't you? Can they? I don't know. Can they hear you? Can they, can they, yeah, an RV. Can can they hear Logan? Battery out of the RV. <laughs> there you go. Can, this is why you keep Logan around. Can they hear Logan? Are you going to Miami? Can they hear Logan when he's talking? Yeah, they can hear. him. This is a condenser. Are you are you going to Miami? Of course. Oh, what days are you going? I'm going. I'm, I leave the seventh. I, I leave and I leave there on the seventh, and I come back the eleventh. Cool. You yeah. should go to. We're going to do Tristan's party on Monday, or probably Sunday. Yeah, it should be Sunday. I think I'm fighting Tristan. I think he said Tuesday or Wednesday. I forget what day it is. But it should be fun. Yeah, I get there Thursday, so I messed that. I need up. to find you just, John. If you're out there, let's book it. Who's John? John Chanel. Oh, the Johnny Depp. Bitcoin. He's the Johnny Depp. I'm the Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that's, that's that's the show title. Sasha, you got anything before we sign off? It's not a very good show title. He's good. Huh? Was this a good show, Sasha? He's like, this is the most terrible thing I've ever seen in my life. It was an interesting show. I mean, I think we should have brought the, uh, the crew. Yeah, the, no, they look pretty fiat. Like, their faces look really fiat. They had really fiat faces. No, the, there, there's there's a girl among them, and she just had this long face. Like, I'm not gonna wait for your stupid stream to end. Yeah, I mean, they booked the room car. They were wearing masks too, Phil. That changes things. <laughs> Look how he got really upset now. He's like, now now do you believe me? They're fiat. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's us. Dude, that's all you had to say, though. You didn't I, need to. I know, but, but like. Did you hold the build up for the show? I, I needed a good ending. All right. We'll see that's you next time. Ending. Hold on. Where can they find us? Let's show, oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. show the show. We don't do that enough. Oh, also, if you want to go to BitBlock Boom. Yes. Or BitBlock Party, use code PlebLab and you get 50% off. Is it 50? No, 10% off. <laughs> I'd have to go and look. Either way. It's definitely not 50. It might be 10 or 20. Go, go check that out. Maybe you're thinking out. 15. Yeah, it's probably 15. That sounds about right. Don't if give not, them false information. If not, Gary will fix it. Gary's listening to this. Also. Is he? Probably not. Also, <laughs> uh, also uh, you can find Phil at. Mr. Sue. Mr. Sue. That's M-R-P-S-E-U. Yeah. Podcast you, is called A Boy Named Sue. Yeah, and then you can find me at ThrillerX underscore on Twitter and we do great things at tftc.io and do cool things here at pleblab.com cool things and we build cool things on Bitcoin uh, I think that's all I got Logan you got anything? no cool you still doing Texas Slim podcast? yes cool does he have anybody on you want to show? dude can we can we oh, wow. can we have him on? yeah why can't we get Slim on? I've never met the man. See what he's in. He probably wouldn't come on this. Yeah, I would. You think he would? Yeah, dude. I feel like Slim would just say, guys, this is too small time. No. He's, he's pleb broadcasting service. He's very humble. Yeah, I love the man. He's he's very straight up. Believe it or not, like this real quick, real quick story. Like if it was like Slim helped me out a lot like last year with a lot of like talks, like elder, elder talks. I was like, man, thank you, Slim. Anyway, okay, love I Slim. Hear, I need to hear some of that. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. PBS Kids. Bye. PBS Live. Yeah. Hey, wait. Where can they follow us?
Uh, I don't know. PBS Kids at Twitter. Right? PBS, PBS underscore plubs. Oh, is that what it's called? Why do you say PBS Kids all the time? He doesn't say. You're the one who started saying PBS Kids. Is it still locked? For no. PBS I'm the one. No, I'm the one that he jokingly started saying said, PBS Kids because yeah, we were locked on YouTube for PBS Kids. What? No. No, I started singing PBS Kids. He's every time I, was I say what about PBS, PBS, he goes, Kids PBS song. Kids. I'm the one who actually knows, or maybe you know, but you clearly don't. <laughs> Why is every show a shit show? No, what's going? Are we live? Are we We're live? Still alive. I nice. Think every show is a shit show. Let Logan talk. Last week I walked off. This week we're fighting. This week though, the live stream Start. Is Car, stop talking. Phil was say, singing PBS Blabs, and then I started saying PBS Kids, going back to PBS Kids from that jingle because it was locked to kids on YouTube. And then you latched on to the kids thing, ignoring that he was always saying PBS Blabs, and that's what I made the Twitter. So you, yeah. so it's so the Twitter is PBS Kids. So follow us at PBS Blabs. <laughs> Okay, you heard it there first. That's the lore. Follow us on PBS Plebs at PBS Plebs. Thank you and good night. Have a great weekend. Hope it gives you hell. <laughs>